let's listen to really smart people, <laughs> take what they have to offer, and use it as our own. Kind of how we got through school. <laughs> <laughs> So today's podcast is, I don't know if this is going to be the title, but something to the effect of, I think I'm doing everything right, but I'm not losing weight. And I thought this was good. I've had a couple people tell me, I think this would be a good podcast idea to kind of just give a rundown of a lot of the things we've probably already talked about on previous podcasts, but just kind of simplify them even more, hit the high points and just uh, go over common conversations we have with people who that's pretty much, you know, we do these one-on-one consultations with people who that's pretty much their fundamental question. How do I lose weight? I think I'm doing everything right. And maybe in a lot of reasons they are doing some things right, but what can we improve? Can, I, can we uh, do this in a way that people actually get something out of it? Yeah. So we're going to use like normal words. Okay. I only have one study today. We don't need the sources. <laughs> <laughs> I like to use big words so I feel smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, everybody today, just kind of sit back and relax. I only have one study that we're going to talk about, but I, it was a common one. I just did a Facebook Live for a weight loss group, and so I did. I, I pulled up a couple studies for that, but I think this would be a good one for everybody to hear. How many in the group left after you did the Facebook Live? I think as soon as I used like the word uh, um, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, yeah. I saw a lot of people drop Just out. drop yep, right yep, off, yep, yeah. Yep. It went from like... Canceled membership. F- f- yeah, it went from... Yeah. <laughs> Group immediately cut in half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. cancel my membership. <laughs> so, uh, common things that I think I'm doing everything right. So, patient comes in, sits down. I think I'm doing everything right. I'm I've started working out, started lifting some weights. You know, I'm starting to watch what I eat, um, and maybe I did lose a little bit of weight at first. Now I'm stalled. Why is all this wrong? All this working out stuff wrong. What do I do? So, the first thing we'll kind of get into is. Number one, and this is these are in no particular order. It's not like this is in order of importance. But um, I kind of wanted to say I do see a good amount of people who, when they're working out, let's start with number one, lifting. I'm lifting weights. The first question we go into is, okay, how are you lifting weights? And we talked about this on a previous podcast. Are you doing your sets of weightlifting in such a way that when you go do a set of arm curls or chest press or whatever you're doing, are you taking it to a point where you have maybe one to two reps left in the tank before you hit failure, right? So I'm not saying you have to lift to failure because I feel like that's risky and you could hurt yourself, but are you getting pretty darn close to it when you're doing your working sets? I see a lot of people, um, I don't think that's the case. Yes, you are going down there and you're lifting weights, but it's kind of a, Seven and eight and nine and ten. Okay, done. Next. You watched me yesterday, didn't I, you? I saw yeah. And really I was just watching Jason yesterday. <laughs> hey Nick, how do you know how many you have left unless you know you don't go to failure? Does yeah, that make right. sense? I know. It's a tough one. I feel like in people's gauge of how many they have left, I think there's studies on this, kind of like their gauge of how much uh, how many calories they're eating in a day. Human beings are just notoriously terrible at estimating that. Because I've I've gone through workouts where they uh like they'll with a lighter weight, they'll be like, Hey, do as many as you know, or as possible. And then, you know, to failure. And then basically you're like, all right, that's my gauge. Like, we're just going to improve on that from then on. Yeah. I don't know if that works necessarily if we're doing that, because I think we have, um, like, is there a really big benefit of going over 12 to 15 repetitions in any given set? Right. 
Um, there probably is at times, but I think for the average person listening, I think it's going to be a guess for that first few weeks of, okay, I, I'm doing three sets of 10. Mm-hmm. After my first set, I could have probably done another 10 mm-hmm. without stopping. Let's add 10, 15, 20 pounds and guess. Mm-hmm. And you do that until you get to that point of, oh, now I know what that feels like. Yeah, there's going to have to be experience there to really yeah. figure it out. And that might take the first three or four weeks as they learn their body and their nervous system starts to get better at controlling that. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why I like lifting with machines a lot at the beginning because mm-hmm. it takes away that risk of I'm going to hurt myself right, and right. I don't have to control everything in all planes of motion. Right. I'm not going to drop a weight on my head. Right. Right. Nope. I agree. And I think just like you said, as you get further and further into it and you've been doing it longer and longer, it almost becomes more and more important to kind of get to that point. I think if you are almost ready to pop a hemorrhoid, or you start peeing yourself, you've gotten to that point. That, that's close that to should failure. be the good parameter. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you feel like, <laughs> uh-oh, that was a little too close. Yeah. Almost didn't make it that to the bathroom. That was almost not a slip. That's- yeah, right. That's how you know you're doing it right. <laughs> so that's kind of one of the first things we'll dial in on is when you're lifting weights, how are you doing it? And usually people, when they're being honest, are like, okay, yeah, I, you know, maybe I'm not quite pushing as hard as I can. And then, of course, we go over form and we go over safety, right? Nobody's saying don't be safe. But there's a certain level of stimulus that you got to get in order to kind of stimulate those type two muscle fibers we talked about on our previous podcast. And if you're not doing that, that's could be part of the reason. So we go Plus, over lifting. If they're just doing the lifting to lift and not um, doing it to what you're saying, mm-hmm. they're just burning calories at that right. point. They're moving. They're right. not increasing muscular uh, efficiency to uptake more calories, right? They're not yes. making their engine bigger to burn more calories, right? Which is really what we need to do. Yep. I agree. But that's where you start. Uh, usually it, it, I just kind of see where the conversation goes. I said, these are in no particular order. Oh, okay. There's no I particular order. That. This I is the first one I wrote down. studies and I just lost it. Nope. No studies. Yeah. So if you want to look more into those, you know, lifting and stimulating those Type two muscle fibers. We do have a previous podcast on that. I don't remember what it was called. I thought you were going to go down the newsletter thing again. Jesus. Oh, uh, speaking of <laughs> <laughs> www.thesimplifiedpodcast.com. Please, God, subscribe to the newsletter. It's <laughs> getting more and more desperate. As I'm it getting goes. more. Yeah, I'm going to start begging, offering to come mow your lawn or something. <laughs> I have like I feel like since I've gotten progressively more desperate on these podcasts. We're starting to get a few trickle in. I think people are feeling sorry and they're signing up. It's probably because you're being normal and not list, just reading off science yeah, journals. Please, please subscribe. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of start there. Start with lifting because I think that's the you know that that's a common area where people probably aren't doing it correctly. Um, then we'll go into in the same vein. We'll look at okay, how are you doing your like your cardio, your cardiovascular exercise? Again, we have a previous uh, podcast that goes over zone two. Um, exercise, which is kind of this idea of we're trying to make you do some steady state cardiovascular exercise where you're trying to maximally burn fat for fuel. Uh And we're kind of taking it to that tipping point where if your heart rate goes any higher than this, then then the amount of fat you burn starts going down. The amount of glucose you start burning starts going up. So we're trying to capture you at that peak of fat burning. So we'll usually tell people, make sure you're doing that. But I've just seen a lot where people will hear that like, okay, I got to do this steady state cardio where I'm trying to get my heart rate to a certain point and hold it there. But for some reason, I feel like they hear that and they say, okay, that sounds good. But what a lot of people will end up doing is, I, okay, I just started going for walks. Which is fine for Which is the, fine. the 
the individual that is completely sedentary and beginner. Right. In the beginning, yeah, you will, like, if you went from, I moved zero, I'm sedentary, to now I'm starting to go for walks, that's great. Mm-hmm. And you should see some benefit from that. But at some point, you're going to stalemate, plateau. And so that's when, again, almost like the lifting, we kind of re-go over, okay, when you're doing your cardio, it is important to make sure you get into zone two, where your heart rate is at this. Yeah. Because I think right now, the way you're doing your cardio, it sounds more like zone one. So like- Where take, it's just very leisurely. Take 180 minus your age. Yeah. And try to hit and that And try heart rate. to hit that heart rate and keep it there for an extended period of time. Right. So um, just like our last podcast over wearables, um, if you have an Apple Watch or another watch that we mentioned on there that is accurate, do it. If you don't, then I would probably recommend getting some type of heart rate monitoring device if you're going to be outside walking, running, doing that type of stuff. Or if you're inside, you have a- machine that probably can help you right and so it's like okay maybe i i was walking a few times a week so we we talk about number one make sure when you're like let's get to that heart rate like jason just said and number two maybe let's start doing a little bit more often than twice a week right you know let's try to go for three four times a week some of these longevity experts that we follow they're doing it for hours a week i think you know two hours a week two hours maybe three three hours yeah Yeah. right so they're doing like four different i feel like i've heard the standard is kind of like four different 45 minute zone two sessions is what though, which I think is three hours a week. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's I, like, I, that's I a great thing to build towards. Obviously you don't start there, but it's just kind of like, Hey, okay. Is there a room for improvement? Let's get your heart rate dialed in. And do you maybe just need to do more? I like the, uh, if they're not going to do that, I like the idea of walking, but walking with a purpose. Yeah. So where you still are kind of breathing heavily. Like if you really go out and walk, I have a, a, a old neighbor of mine wasn't much of an exerciser. She started walking and you would see like, we were on the corner, so she would come around this big loop. And at first, it was just one time, and then it was two, and then that loop was a mile. Mm-hmm. Then by the, I mean, months into this, she's doing it every day, and it's like, she just went around 10 times, you know right. what I mean? And yeah. she lost a significant amount of weight, but it was this purpose-driven, Right, I'm going and I'm, I'm not moving, just arms leisurely are swinging. taking in nature. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm walking with a purpose. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's possible to get your heart rate high enough just walking. It's just we might need to add a little bit more... Uh, little more drive behind it okay so first we're going they need to lift with purpose and really push themselves to that reps and reserve yep if you're doing something make sure you couldn't have done five more but two or three more is kind of that hit yep okay right and, and then, then we just start moving cardiovascular all right yep let's let's go over how you're doing your cardio let's kind of let, let's try to dial that in and that's kind of what i'll tell people it's like it's not that you're doing anything quote unquote wrong it's just what you are do- doing can we be a little nerdier about it you know what i mean okay when you're doing your lifting do it this way when you're doing your cardio do it this way and i think there's always this uh positive of this intentional effort i'm putting into it i'm focused because mm-hmm. it gets it can be really mindless if i'm just out on a walk right but if i'm testing myself like oh i have this watch on or this heart rate strap on that's telling me i'm only at this heart rate yes but i'm just guessing right and you might be spinning your wheels here especially if dietary intake of calories isn't where it should be right should we talk about dietary intake of calories i think that was a good that's I mean that's obviously that's a one good of segue pretty, yeah so uh, I hear I, I see that a lot. We're going to talk a, a couple of different things about this. So number one, yes, uh, are you monitoring how much you're eating every day? And then a lot of times people will say, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm monitoring what I'm eating." And then sometimes I'll kind of give them my dad look, where I raise an eyebrow, and you know, are you really watching what you're eating? And then usually be like, "Okay, well, maybe there's a little bit room for improvement." And inevitably, whenever I kind of kind of lean on them a little bit and say, "Let's let's really try to dial in how much you're eating every day." When they buckle back down on it, 
all of a sudden you start seeing the weight start coming down again. That's a common occurrence I'll see of just like, okay, maybe I got a little lax on how much I was eating. I started snacking a little bit more, not tracking and whatever. So it's like, okay, if we're really dialing in that total caloric intake, let's just try to, before we start adjusting how much you're eating, let's dial it in a little more. And then if it still freezes, then we can start adjusting how much you're eating. So that's another common one. So they're just not sticking to the calorie intake that has been prescribed to them. Right. Or we gave kind of that in our last podcast, that formula, go to a website, find your Mm -hmm. resting metabolic rate, multiply it by that factor, and then you subtract 500, right? Right. And then if they do that and it's just not working, then we can adjust it. If they're not really adhering to it, which is what most of the population is not. Exactly. Then we have to figure out how to get around that. Exactly. Nope, you're exactly right. And there's a bunch of different tricks. You know, do we need to try eating in this way, eating in that way? How do we break up your meals? Should you eat earlier or later? Like there's all these different tricks we can do to try to dial that in. But that's always kind of number one is, yep, there was a there was a total number of calories per day that was prescribed to you. And it just, which again, you're human. So it's common that I was on it for a couple of weeks then I kind of drifted off of it. And now I'm frustrated why I'm not losing weight. It's like, well, okay, let's dial back, dial that back in. And usually things get, get moving again. Um, and kind of in that same vein, um, one common question I'll get is this idea of clean eating where people really want to know, shouldn't I, like if my goal is to lose weight, shouldn't I really prioritize eating really, really healthy? What's healthy mean? You know, and, and that's always a good question. Like, oh, what healthy meaning what? Mm -hmm. And so I, I pulled a study. This is the one study I'm doing on the podcast. So. It's all right. There's just one Um, uh, that just kind of evaluates that because that is a very common question I got a lot. Like whenever I was talking to these weight loss groups, it's always some form of the clean eating question. You know what I mean? Like, well, they told me I should eat this many calories and this much protein. But, you know, what about don't I need to make sure I'm getting all these micronutrients from the whole foods? And don't I need to make sure I'm eating organic and non-GMO and, you know, all the finest grass fed, you know, and it's like I find myself you know, kind of like you said, your first question is healthy. What does that mean? Um, and number two, just how can we answer that question the most clearly that I can? And so in order to do that, I think society's done this on purpose. They just created a, I mean, as far as everything that's been done, let's make it as confusing as possible, right? Let's really not put the ownership on the individual themselves. And then we allow more layers of confusion. And at the end of it, somebody is just doing something for the next six months. And then they're like, oh, I hear this trend. And then I go to this for the next six months. And they've never really been consistent with anything. Right. And a lot of it's just been a bunch of smoke. Because the reality is we know what the what needs to be done. Right. So I'm going to go over a study, which I did in that, in that group I just talked to, that I think kind of, I like the study um, because it just kind of illustrates the point that I make. So the title of this study, 2022, so it was a recent one. you say you like the study because it, it solidifies the point you're going to make? I feel like I've said that on several podcasts. Yeah, I think yeah, you're yeah. just... I like the study because it agrees with what I think. Bias study. Yeah. Finding. Bias. Yeah. <laughs> Cherry picked. A lot of cognitive dissonance. Right. So the title of this study, 2022, it's called, I don't think it's that nerdy, Diverging Metabolic Effects of Two Energy-Restricted Diets Differing in nutrient quality. No. What in that, the world? That is, no? That Nobody, you guys aren't with no, me? No, no. A 12-week randomized no, controlled trial. Going. 
in subjects with abdominal obesity. So basically layman's these, terms. I think these idiots that do these studies, there's a reason they're in a lab. Right, for sure. Right. This was not for that. That's why there's people like us to simplify. Why do we need a title that long? Do they do that like it's big words? Like the more t- words I have in the title, the smarter I am. I think they have a lot of letters after their name and they feel like they need to put these words in. Yeah, I spent a billion dollars on education. Now I got to look like I know what I'm I know doing. what I'm doing. Okay. So sorry layman's to, terms. Sorry to any lab people we just offended. Right. So layman's terms. We took a bunch of people. And we gave them, we, we have one group that just kept eating what they're eating, the control group. We took another group and we said, we're going to cut your calories, but we're going to give you a lot of like good micronutrients to like the healthier diet. And then we have group three that said, we're going to cut your calories also the equivalent, but we're not going to be like, we don't really care so much what you eat. So we're not concerned so much. Stick to the caloric Stick to the calories. That we've given yes, you. Yes, right. So- 100 people. Same macronutrient ratios? I believe so. Okay. Yep. Uh, Determine, yep. I'm looking at this. Study 100 people, healthy male and female participants, age 40 to 70, who had abdominal obesity, but their weight was stable for like three months, so they weren't actively gaining or losing. And let's look here. So, like I said, there was a control group that just kept eating what they were doing, and the two diet groups reduced their intake. I'm reading this. He's bored, Nick. You've read it three times. No, I didn't read this part yet. People right now are like, this is why I don't listen or subscribe to the newsletter. (laughs) (laughs) The newsletter is like a two-minute read. (laughs) So the two diet groups reduced their intake by 25% of their estimated maintenance calories. Okay, so both the diet groups reduced their total caloric intake. Got it. But the healthy diet group was like, it was a... They were had few key nutrients that they really were hyped on. So they had a lot of like monounsaturated fatty acids, omega-3 fatty acids. See our Salmon Says episode for more on that. Fiber, protein, reduced sugar content. Okay. So again, a healthier diet. And they even took like fish oil supplements too. So at the end of it, here's the spoiler alert. So I'm really going to try to simplify this for you, even though I really want to just read it all to You've you. You've not come close. <laughs> Simplified results. Both groups lost weight. (laughs) (laughs) That is simplified. The yeah, right. The healthy diet group (laughs) lost a little bit more weight. Statistically significant. Statistically significant, I believe it was. All right. Um, and now let's I'm gonna read just some of these findings. I'm really trying to keep this simplified. Intrahepatic lipids, liver fat. Reduced by 55% in the high-quality diet group and reduced by 46% in the low-quality diet group. Still really good for NAFLD. Still good. Both diet groups significantly lowered fasting glucose and insulin values. Uh, The high-quality diet group had a significantly larger decrease in fasting triglycerides and total cholesterol cholesterol compared to the low-quality diet group. But changes in uh, HbA1c, A1c, people know that, Changes in the A1C levels were no different between any of the groups. So this is what I told the group. Whether you're a super healthy diet or a not super healthy diet, if you adjust for total caloric intake and make sure you're getting in enough protein, you're going to lose weight and you're going to improve your metabolic markers. Would you probably improve them slightly more if you were like super nerdy healthy about it? Probably. But the point is like you can make good gains and you're increasing your health if you're just losing body fat. Yeah, I think the average person coming in to see us care more about body composition. Right, yeah. Body fat percent. How do I look, right? I want to look good in a bathing suit. Yeah, right. I just want to lose weight because I want to fit in clothes better. I want to look better when I'm, yes, in a bathing suit. So for them, 
they're not thinking about intrahepatic fat. Uh, intrahepatic lipids, they're not caring about that, or their A1C? I don't think they cared necessarily, but we already said, you already just said the A1C will improve with either diet, right? Exactly. So I think that's a conversation we have of, let's just start down the road of calories, because most people that are super healthy already probably aren't coming in our office if they're that anal and nerdy. Right. Right. Although I will say there's, I've had a significant number of people who try to make sure I'm being nice. Like they seem to kind of be missing the forest through the trees. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They like get, they claim, and, and who knows? We don't know. Cause again, I just said earlier, there's a lot of studies showing people are notoriously terrible about estimating how much they're eating or what they're eating, but they will claim to me that they eat very healthy food and the way they describe it. It sounds like they're eating extremely healthy food but they are carrying a lot of extra body fat. Right. You well, know, if we're not hitting our protein intake requirement and our caloric intake requirement, then we're in trouble. Right. So uh, they're either not getting enough protein or they're eating more calories than they should. Right. Be, Even was, though they're health, quote unquote, healthy calories. Right. So still I think eating sticking to a calorie, like a lifestyle where you have to eat a certain amount of calories is hard enough. Trying to add in super organic, healthy micronutrient food makes it even harder to me exactly when this study how do we not just bias it for they gave them omega-3 supplements which has been shown to change lipid levels cholesterol triglycerides like you know what i mean yeah do you so, want to go into uh, uh fl- possible flaws of the study no i just want to say <laughs> I it really so. comes down to no. <laughs> eat the right amount of calories don't eat too much really and yeah. just eat it the right amount of protein that you need to be eating so yeah i i like this analogy that i tell to people um, is I think I was listening to like some kind of nerdy, like biostatistician back in the day that was, I was trying to understand the difference of like in, in research, they always describe it as like first order, second order. Do you like have things ever? Uh, I, I tell you, you go to bed at eight o'clock, you wake up at 3am. <laughs> Somebody's got to do this. You stuff. listen to statisticians, statisticians. He reads studies. I do read studies. He reads a shit ton of studies. Is that why nobody wants to hang out with me? I invited you to a party last Friday and you didn't come. Oh, that's a good story. You want to know when the party started? What time? 6pm. You want to know what time Jason texted me saying you want to come to the party? <laughs> what time? 5.58. <laughs> I was going to be late. <laughs> Yeah, he never arrives on time. Never. No, and I knew, I didn't think he was going to be there like as it's starting, but I was just like, I like dude, when I everybody's already sitting at the table, the speakers are ready to come up and then I walk and then in you right walk behind. In just, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. People start clapping, but it's really for the speaker. <laughs> it's for the speaker, not yeah. you. Yeah. Nick's just, you're like me where you're like, I got to plan things out, right? Well, yeah. I mean, even if it's like, even if you you weren't actively doing anything, it's like, you know, maybe you're running your kids around, you're at the grocery store mowing your lawn. It's like, dude, I probably would have come, but you invited me two minutes before it started. No, no. I wasn't going to get there till seven. At it least was, you got an invite. Yeah, well, he, it was in his neighborhood. It was in my neighborhood. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't going to go because I was sick, and I decided like I'm on the board. I better go. Well, it's always good. So I took some medicine, drank some Miller Light. <laughs> great combination there. <laughs> I was great. I'm just talking to the audience that really wants to know about real world things. Real world things. Yes. That's how right. to do this the right way, not your way. So, well, that's what I'm going to get to. So anyway, what I was going to go with there is I use this analogy. To, to illustrate the point you kind of just made, where it's like there's there's first order things, second order things, third, fourth, fifth order things. And I think the whole idea of missing the forest through the trees is you're not getting the first order things correct. So what that means is I use the analogy of like, pretend you're on a cruise ship and it's sinking, right? You're on the Titanic. That's bad. You got to bail out. Yes. First order things, like what's the first things you're going to need in order to survive? 
you know, it was kind of put that way and that made me understand it. And so it was like, well, you know, I'm, if I'm going to be stranded for a while, I might need some food. I might need some water. You know, I might need some, if I'm going to be out exposed to the sun floating around in the ocean, I might need some sunscreen so I don't die. But like, what's the first thing you're going to need, Jason? I think I'm going to need a life jacket and a boat. You're going to need a lifeboat. Yes. If you don't have a lifeboat, you're in deep duty. I have no problem pushing some old lady over <laughs> to get on that boat. You would not be the guy sinking with the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like cold water. Yeah. I don't want to float in the ocean by myself. Exactly. So he's, he's Rose in the situation, not Jack. He's yeah, right. Yeah. He's not Jack. He's uh, <laughs> hold on. Who's the who was uh dang it? What's the I'm the, happy. The, the arch nemesis guy's name. I don't. I don't know, but I'm happy. <laughs> you know the guy who faked like he was the kid's dad to get on the boat. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> That's Jason. That's Jason. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so the whole idea is, if you don't have a lifeboat, you're in deep crap. Let's piggyback that to losing body fat. If you are not getting your uh, total caloric intake for the day and your total protein intake for the day, if you're not hitting those numbers you're missing the first order problem. Right. And you're skipping all the way down to like fourth and fifth order problems where you're worried about, you know, B vitamins in your Did vegetables. I get enough selenium? Yeah. Exactly, right. right. Yeah, what about my, right. How much B12 am I getting from my spinach? Really? Wasn't that a good? That's, I like it. Do no, you like that good. analogy? Yeah, yeah. You, you guys are always saying we need analogies. That was a good analogy. Okay, good. I like to tell you how I do this. Okay. Because I think some people, a lot of people, don't want to go all in and take full ownership. We like to have excuses okay i'm one yeah we all are so i don't look a certain way because of x and i would say this is how i look at those first order second order things first order is i know my calories have to be there my protein has to be there but i also am social i like to have fun mm -hmm. we do a lot of things in the community and so and a lot of times those include alcoholic beverages or meals that you can't really control mm -hmm. so I'll do that, but then I know like, oh, last Friday, I'm going to go do these things. I'm going to make sure I get in more cardiovascular exercise that morning, or I'm not going to eat as many calories during the day because I'm going to try to offset what's going to happen that evening or the next day, or I'll build that whole week up and try to get into a caloric deficit There you go to hit that so I'm constantly staying in where I should be. Yeah. But that's, I think, I like what that. the population needs to think about, like, yeah, instead, oh, instead I'm going to go have a couple of drinks tonight. I'm going to have a glass of wine. Well, maybe I shouldn't have the extra serving of blah, blah, blah. Right. right? And no, I, that, that's a lot of things we'll, we'll get to is people, it's like you're tracking their weight. You see through the week, they're doing pretty good. And then the weekend comes and all of a sudden Monday, their way in is like, yep, up. Right. And it's like, you get it right. You got to live life. And, you know, not everybody's prepping to step on stage in a bikini. So it's like, you got to make it real world. And I like that idea of like, I tell people, Try to think in terms of weeks instead of days, you know? So like you said, here's your target calories for the day. Multiply it by seven. That's your cat calories for the week. So if we need to kind of like, let's go a little bit lower Monday through Thursday. So we kind of build up a little bit of a surplus going into the weekend because I know I got a function I'm going to. I'm going to drink some alcohol. I'm going to eat some fun food. That's okay to do that. Absolutely. Like that's kind of real world solutions there. But still try to get your protein intake to where it needs to be on those deficit days so you can maintain as much muscle mass as possible. Right. Right. Yep. Um, and I also like that, uh, I've seen a lot of people too, using that first order, second order problem. Um, I think there's been a lot of good research and books coming out now showing like the single biggest thing you can do to increase longevity and health and, you know, not die and age well is exercise. Yeah. And so to me, exercise first order. And I still think there are a good number of people who, 
I eat very good, I don't do that first order thing. Yeah, I think if all things are equal, exercise is the most important thing we can do in our life. Mm-hmm. For, and so anyway, for body composition, I think it has to be on the calorie in, calorie out. So you better hammer down. Like we have tons of people that exercise down there on a daily basis. They're not losing any weight. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Right. So I think we have two different things there. I think exercise is a big one B for body composition. Mm-hmm. Probably the most important better be their caloric intake because if they're, it's almost impossible to outwork a lot of extra calories. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, but anyway, I just want to throw that in there. Uh, another common question I'll get is I see a lot of uh, fitness Instagram influencers talking to me about um, how the secret to losing weight is actually eating more, right? Like so many people aren't eating enough that that's why they're not losing weight. I get that question a lot. And I think what these fitness Instagram influencers are referencing is this concept where the nerdy name for it is called reverse dieting. Mm -hmm. You ever heard this? I have not. Okay. So it's basically like the theory goes like that. Well, I shouldn't even say it's a theory. It's a thing. Um, It goes like this. I have been eating so little calories for so long that my metabolism has shifted. And so I'm not, I'm just not, my BMR is shifted down. My neat has shifted down, et cetera. Basically the amount of calories I'm burning every day is down. And it's just an adaptation your body does, your metabolism does to low calories for a prolonged period of time. Therefore, these low calories I'm eating are, I'm not losing any weight. So therefore the way out of it is I got to start eating more to shift my metabolism and then I can start losing weight. What do you think? So what I say to that is, I don't disagree that that is a thing. Reverse dieting is a good concept, but that is a very like long-term stretch. So I think two things. Number one, that's a long-term strategy. I always tell people at the end of the day, maybe that's a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, whatever depends on who you are in your particular situation. At the end of the day, would I love for you to be in a place that you are able to maintain a healthy body weight, a healthy body fat percentage, look how you want to look, and do so while eating more calories? Yes. Mm-hmm. That that if you can get to that point, you're winning. You know, like I look great in the mirror and I'm eating 2000 calories plus per day. Yeah, you'll feel way better doing that. Exactly. That. that that's good, but that is a long-term process to get there. If you're somebody who which I believe there are those people out there, they usually tend to be older too. Well, not always, but anyway. I don't know. I think there's a lot of like um 20s to early 30s maybe mid 30s women yeah that have reduced their calorie intake caloric intake so much for so long yes that they become this skinny kind of we call them skinny fat skinny people. fat people yeah. right yeah they, with clothes on they look like they're lean but when it's just a lot of extra tissue there right yeah, right i think those people are the ones that you see benefit and they all of a sudden start lifting weights while they're reverse dieting and they look like oh shit they just put on 10 pounds of muscle and they look really good right the person that's sedentary and obese or significantly overweight, I don't think it's a reverse dieting problem. Right. And so I was going to say the reverse dieting concept is a thing. Um, I think it's kind of like not well understood via Instagram. Um, and so I was going to say that's kind of a long-term solution, number one. And number two, I've just seen reverse dieting go bad. Like I've had people come in my office for the consults where they were working with a trainer who tried to up their calories to... 1,800, 2,000 calories, up your protein. Like, again, I know in their mind where they were trying to go with this person, 
But the only thing that accomplished with that person was they ended up putting on 15 pounds. Now, maybe they made themselves feel better that it was 15 pounds of muscle. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it's still like, they're like, I didn't want to gain 15 pounds, you know? Yeah, the average person doesn't want to gain any weight, exactly. especially if they're overweight. Right. So I'm just saying it is a concept. It's a little bit tricky. It's a long-term thing. So I feel like the short clips you'll see on Instagram about this trainer saying you need to eat more, people come in with that question. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if the reverse dieting thing couldn't be in like quantity of food that you're eating versus like, so if all of a sudden, instead of you eating a bunch of Skittles or potato chips or whatever else, you're eating a bunch more, you know, good quality meat. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're eat, you feel like you're eating more, but really it's just better quality. Exactly. Like calorically, yeah. you might be eating less. Yeah. So that's what I usually tell people too is well, I saw so and so on Instagram, she, you know, he or she was big and they started eating more and then they lost weight. I'm not going to argue that maybe they did or they didn't, but I will say like certain certain principles hold true, which is if someone is losing weight, then they're burning more than they're taking in. So somehow they pulled that off. And like maybe Zach said, maybe they think they're eating more when they're actually not eating more on calorie basis. They just switched what they're eating. Like they're going to feel more full. Right. So they're like, oh yeah, like I'm definitely eating more like this. I feel this way. Right. So usually when you start getting into some of these stories and teasing it out, people will start to be like, okay, that, that makes sense. It's not like I should just start go eating 2000, 2500 calories and lift weights. And I think I'm going to just start shrinking down. Like usually that doesn't go that way. And like I said, I've seen that go bad. Well, I know we, uh, we had a patient, um, that was doing fitness shows. Okay. Um, bikini shows. Okay. And had hit a wall. Um, and, and he or she was well, she, bikini. So she, so she was trying to lose weight and then stopped. She was trying to get leaner. Okay. And it hit a wall working out twice a day. This was like, let's say three months out of mm-hmm. the show. Yep. Um, found somebody on Instagram that's in Atlanta okay. or in Georgia somewhere and gave her a new diet which consisted of a lot of rice and more meat. Mm-hmm. And if you looked at her diet prior, it was a lot of salads with lean meats on top of them, but never measuring, thinking I'm getting close to this many calories, eating very few carbohydrates. Okay. I would guess she was under, uh, she was malnourished when it came to cal- caloric intake. She wasn't losing anymore, and I think she was burning a lot. Okay. And I think what this did was give her the right macronutrients to fuel her workouts and to keep her engine burning more. And she got a little bit more lean off of that. She lost okay. some weight. Yeah. But I think she was never eating enough protein, number one. Right. Number two, she was not eating near enough carbohydrates to push through a resistance training workout. Mm-hmm. And I think so there's a lot of variables there of now I gave my body more protein to build. Mm-hmm. And I gave my body more energy to fuel my workout. So now I'm actually working out harder instead of just going through the motions. Right. Right. So you're saying you can lose weight while eating carbohydrates, Jason? I thought those were bad for you. Well, if you, you really do need carbohydrates to exercise in a weightlifting standpoint. Most people do, right? Yeah. I don't think uh, carbs are going to make anybody fat if they're doing the right things. Yeah. I do think the wrong carbohydrates can make you fat, especially if you're not exercising. Especially if there's too many of them. But if you look at a a bodybuilder or fitness competitor, a natural one, Mm -hmm. not a steroid person. Right. um, They're eating a lot of chicken, steak, and rice. Yes. Right? Right. So So it's just straight glucose in the rice. Yes. It's not glucose mixed with fructose, which is sugar. Right. And white rice. Right. Right. Not brown rice. There's a whole other story we can get down... I feel like I'd be interested to hear that story. Yeah. I don't know it very well. Yeah. But I feel like I've heard Joe Rogan talk about that, like how white rice is actually way better for you than brown rice. Mm-hmm. Didn't he say that? But I don't, I, I will say, I don't know anything about why that is. Do you know why? I don't. Okay. 
I've heard him say we that. We need to get into that. But okay. yeah, I think uh, Rhonda verifies it and she's a big believer in the processing behind brown rice is not that good That's for what, you. Yeah, I yeah. feel like he said. It was something about what that brown rice is made of yes. or it comes from was not better than it's white not, rice. Yeah, white, but, white rice is more natural and better broken down okay. by your body, I think. But yeah, so no, I, so I do want to understand podcast that. Yeah, topic. right. Because we'll everything that. went into that whole wheat, brown rice crap mm-hmm. for, I mean, that's for a long what time. I was taught that was a push. in college, my nutritional classes. Yeah, for a long time, when I would go to Chipotle and get my bowls, it was always brown rice. Me too. I've switched since then, but, but I was just like. That white one with a little bit of the cilantro in it is, mm, oh God, God. It tastes it so much better. Me. Way oh. better. Yeah. Okay. All right. So hopefully that kind of clarifies some things around uh, the whole eating more thing, is if you're losing weight, you're burning more than you're taking in. And so I think sometimes we just need some further analysis to really understand that. Yes, reverse dieting is a thing, but if you're trying to lose weight, we need to get you in a caloric deficit, period. Definitely. You know, so it's like, we'll just have to, let's run some numbers and get some more clarification. Okay. Um, and I know we're getting to, we're, we're getting close yeah, to 40 can we minutes. Make so this yeah, a little bit more fun? wrapping up. You even, even said this before. If you're not losing weight, how is your sleep? That's a good one to check. We just did a two-part thing on sleep. So check those out. Like that is a for sure thing that if your sleep sucks, your ability to lose body fat will be compromised. So if yep. you're struggling with that, check out our two-part series on sleep. Hormone decreases. Yep. So testosterone really starts to plummet. Um, cortisol usually increases, which causes you to hold on to more weight, yep. more fat. And then your blood sugar parameters are actually worse. Yep. So you did make me a believer in some of this stuff. Wow, man. I, was, <laughs> yeah. I think we need to do that more often. So you said eight hours. Yeah, yeah, if you're an adult, get to eight, get eight. If 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 you're getting five a night, try to get six. Yeah, let's, just let's, let's slowly let's work on this the process. Yes. yes, along. So that is that's always a good first question. Is I am struggling to lose weight. How's your sleep? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like oh, actually, it's terrible. So let's let's improve that. Um, I, I I don't think this is a big one, but make sure you're prioritizing getting enough protein in, especially earlier in the day. If if getting your protein mark is something you're struggling with. That's a common one I'll hear. Like, I know I'm supposed to eat this much protein. I really get to the end of every day and I'm nowhere close to it. What should I do? Try to prioritize your protein early. Um, There's a couple studies showing that even just prioritizing the total number of calories earlier as opposed to later helps with just hunger in general. So I usually will tell people that, but that's not a huge one. But protein is a huge deal. And I know you have, there's so many dietitians, nutritionists on social media, like eat whole foods, don't use supplements. And I would say to them, wrong. I whatever wrong. whatever works for you. And I'll just be completely honest. Like I've said this on several podcasts. My boys, two protein shakes a day. Yeah, I eat two protein shakes, sometimes three a day, or I'll have a bar in during the day. Like I just cannot. I don't say cannot. I choose on the weekends not to make every meal for the entire week and bring it to work with me. Right. To make sure I get the adequate protein. So I'd rather just say, I'm going to grab this ready to drink protein shake and I'm going to drink it on the way out the door in the morning and I'm going to drink one before I go to bed at night or when I get home. Right. No, that, that, that again kind of feeds into the whole clean eating thing of like, well, you're telling me I should, well, the only way I'm going to hit that protein mark is if I start eating protein shake. Like, aren't, aren't those like not healthy? Like, aren't they good for, you know, aren't they bad for me? And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, look, hey, you don't have to have protein shakes to hit your protein number, but I will agree with you. It just makes life a whole lot easier. It's it's an effective tool if you're struggling to get your protein, which a lot of people do. And 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 then the people that always question, like, well, there's sucralose in there. Yeah, we, and that's right. a podcast we need to do. We're going to do a, on, a, a on deep one on artificial sugars. Yeah, but what well, isn't that bad for me? Well, right now we don't think it is, and we'll go over that later. But what's worse for you? Uh, right, being fat. <laughs> 
or, or eating sucralose. Right. And again, I would just point back to my study is if Am we I allowed can, to say being fat? Well, I think we we titled one of our podcasts Help I'm Fat. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. I call myself fat, so I hopefully we're I, I think that gives you some cover. Thank you. But no, again, it, it dives right back into that clean eating thing. Like, oh, a protein shake, isn't that bad for me? It's like, look, if it's going to help you hit your protein mark and it's going to help you hit that first order of magnitude thing we got to fix, then do it. And we have studies saying your blood markers are going to improve, your cardiovascular health is going to improve. I got a real pet peeve of mine. What? You just made me think of it. What is it? Uh-oh. These clean eating people. The clean eating <laughs> people. Be careful. These people. Yeah. These, you people. So I know somebody personally. I'm not going to name names. Of course. It's me. That, that picks and chooses at times in their week, month, life, that they're gluten-free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think you were telling us who, who that was beforehand. And they yeah. go and they buy muffins and treats and blah, blah, blah at these health food bakeries and at Fresh Market and blah, blah, blah because they're gluten-free. Yeah. And you turn them over and they have more calories than the non-gluten-free and a lot Muffin. of sugar and a ton of sugar. <laughs> yeah, but they're in health food stores because they're they're healthy. Yeah, and it just really just really rubs you off. the wrong yeah. way. Really, and then they don't do cookies. anything else to make themselves healthy. But they're gonna pick and choose to be on the high horse about gluten for a day or a week. Right. God. And like I said, it comes back to that first order thing. Like, are you exercising very religiously, which is the biggest thing you can do to improve health? Right. And they often no. And but I'm know, really worried about gluten. There's another one. What? The people at the grocery that are buying those naked juices. Oh, yeah. The naked juices. I want to go leg sweep every one of them. Because <laughs> it's just a they giant think they're sugar getting bomb. Antioxidants and all these things, which they are. Yeah, right. But you're also getting 3,000 more calories from sugar than you need to. You yeah. don't need that stuff. Right. Terrible. You don't need that. No. God. Just so, go yeah. eat normal. Yeah. So, That's yeah, what again, society's done. I like this idea of just reframing it as... First order, second order, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, look, step number one, we got to get these things. You know, we got to get total calories under control. We got to get protein. Deep. So whatever is going to help you get those, that's the first thing you got to do. I agree. And then as you work your way down the chain, second, third, fourth order, now we can start getting into what's the optimal carb to fat ratio? How much micronutrients do I need? You know, micronutrients, oh. nutrients, nutrients. nutrients do I need? Blah, 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 blah. Right. Do you think Zach could still go to Udi's and get a sponsorship for gluten-free muffins? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now that we're canceled. <laughs> but anyway, I think we're at our 42-minute mark. How do you think we did? Do you think this was helpful? I think it's fine. I think it was kind of boring. You think it was boring, Zach? No, it was good. Thank you. I think the people, I mean, obviously you did this Q&A, and these are the questions that people had. Yeah. So just kind of a rundown of, hey, here's quick questions I had. Let's not go deep dive on omega-3 fatty acids. Let's just kind of, let's do a broad sweep of everything. No, I think it's good. I think it's, I think uh, if people have listened to our other ones, they probably know some of this stuff, and it's just refreshing it that um, it really is ownership on you to prioritize like these first, second order ideas. Yes. And really, if you want to do it bad enough, you'll start to go down that road. Right. It's a hard road. Yeah. Right. Nobody says it's easy. Simple, it's easy. but not necessarily easy. Right. Right. So anything else? Zach, anything? The only thing I was going to add is uh, you can make it easy um, if you're willing to spend the money like factor 75, like meals like that, where you can... They can plan it for you. Now we can get a sponsor. Good job. Yes, factor there we meals. Go. Zach like does it. factor meals or used to. Used to. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, you're probably not opposed to doing them again. Did you just no. kind of get away from them just because? Yeah. Well, I just kind of changed my training style and everything oh, that yeah, I was doing. Right. But I was just looking on their website. They've got like protein plus options that have 
30 grams of protein per serving. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really where we've talked about it. You need to like about 30 max for a meal of mm-hmm. whole food. Right. I think the body can maybe digest and absorb 50, but that's pushing it hard. Mm-hmm. So separate, you know, spreading that out over four or five meals a day. Right. It's probably the easiest thing to do. But no, I like that. That's good. When in college, when I was really anal, I would make like, 20 plus 24 egg McMuffins on Sundays and I would put them in little baggies and I would heat them up in the microwave and that would be my breakfast. God, I love egg McMuffins. Me too. So good. And then I would do, uh, I bought a bunch of bags of the instant rice. Yeah. And I would just put like a can of tuna, salmon, chicken in with it. And that was my most of the time when I'd come home, I didn't have a lot of time. I would do my lunch. Mm -hmm. So I think you can do it. You just have to be anal. Right. And yep. Start with first order, work your way down. Yep. All right. Good awesome. deal. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Yep. See ya. The information provided on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. No doctor-patient relationship is established by listening to this podcast. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast.